2 Corinthians 5.17, we're going to crack it on you. Um, so I titled this message, um, Spring Cleaning for Your Heart and Mind. Spring Cleaning for Your Heart and Mind. So 2 Corinthians 5.17, I'm going to put that out there and then kind of uh, work it into place. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. So I don't know where you're watching the broadcast from today, but in St. Louis, uh, if you don't like the weather, wait a day and it'll change, I promise. You're trying to figure out how to dress it, shorts and t-shirt, and the next day it's, you know, it's going to be snow or whatever it is. But we're all good with it because uh, uh, we're done with winter for the minute. Amen. Um, so this new creation uh, thing that the Apostle Paul talks about, I'm going to read the rest of the verses after, and it goes down, I think, to verse 21. It says, all of this is from God who through Christ reconciled us to himself. So the conversation here is going to be about Christ and the business that he is in, reconciling, uh, reviving, and, and bringing you back in. And that's This whole conversation is new, new, new. And we're going to get away from the stinking thinking, and we're going to let that go, and we're going to adopt all the new policies in our, in our house and in, in, in our families. Amen? The, the old talking points are dead and buried. We're done with them. We're getting rid of that man. Amen? Hashtag get rid of it. I don't know what hashtag means. I just throw it in there. I've never hashtagged anything. I don't even know what it means. But it sounds dang good, I'll guarantee it. Uh, so let me read a couple more verses. And I don't know how Pastor Mark preached it, but I'm sure it was something of this order maybe. It says, that is in Christ God was reconciling the world to himself. I always tell you that, that God's trying to bring his people uh, back to him, to the original order, uh, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. So I told you about that, I think, last week. Ambassador means you're a representative of the company. You're a representative of the company. Ambassador, say that with me, ambassador. So if you're driving a company car or a company truck, you need to take it to the car wash to make sure it's clean. And if you're representing Christ, make sure that you're representing him with a clean life. Hmm, okay. Uh, it, it gets a little better. It's sticky in here, but listen to this. So we're ambassadors for Christ. God making his appeal through us, we implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God for our sake. He made him to be sin who knew no sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. And I just want to clear the air. Jesus didn't become a sinner. Don't, don't leave here thinking that he's a sinner and he sinned and all that. He, he doesn't sin or he wouldn't be Christ. And if you look out there in the internet world, there's some, there's some bad theology out there. If Jesus was a and you know what I'm talking about, we don't need to mention names. But it's out there. There's a popular video out there that, that a pastor in a pulpit in America is talking that Christ became a sinner. No, Christ is not a sinner. What he means is he was the atonement for our sin. That's what that means. Amen. Um, 
So, and I, and I was thinking about all this new stuff in, 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 the, in the house cleaning, and you guys have things in your house that you need to get rid of, uh, and if you don't, just look around because it's there. There's a lot of, you guys have a lot of things in your house, and you accumulate them over the winter, and some of us have been inside the house for a while, and, and you accumulate things, and I'll talk about that in the message to come, uh, but let's, let's pray on that note about this, you being a new creation. Um, so, and let me pray for you in this manner first, for you people at home and, and everybody watching. If you need God to come in, and can we drop the house lights down, Jackie, just for this prayer? If you need God to come in and do some spring cleaning in your mind, in your heart, just raise your hand. I'm going to pray for that right now, and then we'll pray for the offering afterwards. So, Lord, uh, spring cleaning in the mind. Spring cleaning in the mind. We, we can't go, church, we can't go forward with stinking thinking. We can't do it. And, and in your heart, touch your heart and just ask God to cleanse it right there. You know what's going on inside that dang thing right there. You could, you little cleanup right there. And we, and we pray this in Jesus' name, amen. So let me pray for the offering. So Lord, we just pray for the offering to, uh, in, in thy name of Jesus, amen. So applaud the Lord, turn up the house lights, and let the offering be picked up. Amen. Um, so we're going to be talking about doing the, the spring cleaning um, coming up here. You know, I was, uh, I was in my garage. Is anybody still able to park a car in the garage? There's like three. There's three of us in the whole. We got a two-car garage. They're not ever really two cars. You know that. You need, like, Chris, I need to add on so I can put. So I want to be in the storage unit business. I was driving up and down Highway 44, me and Pastor Aaron, and I looked everywhere you look. There's a storage, you uh, store it or whatever they're called, and, and they, they are in high demand for people who have too much stuff that they can't fit in their house already. And they put it in another storage locker, and they pay somebody else to store the stuff that they don't need. Amen. That's a great business. Well, we want God to come in and do some spiritual cleaning in our houses today. You got a lot of stuff in there that you just, quite frankly, you don't need. You've been hauling around. And, and, it, and, uh, and, it, comes, and it comes from not allowing God in certain areas of your life. Quite frankly, turn with me into Romans uh, chapter one, and we'll talk about this. Uh, in in Krista did a good job at, at, at starting me up on this thing. Amen. Hey, I got I got to tell you this. Don't forget about your uh, speaking of spring. Don't forget about your have Bible will travel window cleaner. That was sitting on my pulpit. So get them from the office there. Amen. Um, let's go to one twenty. For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in things that have been made so they are without excuse. So don't worry about your friends who live, Pastor Jay, in other countries or live in other tribes. And this was a, this is a popular um, this is a popular question that I get asked. What about all the people in other parts of the world? They, you know, people here in America act like there's no way that God could like leave the borders of America. 
I mean, you guys know that, but I mean, they're like, can he like even be out of Missouri? I mean, God don't need a passport for his, God don't need a passport for his spirit to go wherever. And, and, it, it, and, and we're going to be talking about the law of nature that God has set in motion. So everybody's without excuse. So one day, we have to believe that there's somebody out there bigger, smarter, more intelligent, and more power, powerful than us. Amen? And that person is God. Now, whether you choose him or not, you know that he exists. Whether you bow to him, that's completely up to you. A lot of people, you know, some of your friends who are atheists and agnostic, they get on... You know, some of the sidewalk psychologists on Facebook and all these people, they're just, oh, yeah, well, I don't know if we really believe him. But they don't have a problem breathing his air or walking on his soil like, man, who made the, uh, who made the soil? God made it. And, and we know that and we fight that. And here's what I tell our atheists and agnostic friends. Why are you so threatened about a God that you don't believe in? I told you before, I'm not threatened by the Easter bunny at all. I'll get back to preaching. Uh, did I tell you about my house cleaning in my garage? I got to go back to the garage thing because it was so, and I'm, I'm preaching on this, you know, hey, new thing and creation and, you know, all this stuff and cleaning and all this. And I'm in my garage and me and my wife, I had to change some batteries out into different cars. They just happened to go out at the same time. Did you notice that? Ever? All batteries and tires go flat at the same time. That just tells you you need to get more stuff so you can maintain it. So I got like a storage where we can, you got some nuts and bolts and things like that. Where, but in order to get to that, you got motorcycles too. You climb over like a fan that's there and a couple of coolers. And then I stood, she, my wife didn't know what I was doing. She's like, you going for a ride? And I'm like, no. I got to walk over the top of my bike to get to the nuts and bolts over here. And in order to put it on this, the part of the car, I just, I hand it, do this with me, stretch, I hand it to her like this, and she reaches over this way, and I hand it to her so she can go try it out. I can't jump out of the spot that I'm in because then I would have to jump back over it. And for a guy my size, gravity could take over and I could topple. So she goes, no, that one don't fit. And then she walks back in and I take that little thing and I put it back and I try, try this one. And then we get it close to fit. You know, I kind of ratchet it on there and I get back. Up. So uh, I wonder if your life looks like that if God was to look at it inside. You just kind of just making do with it or are you letting him come in and, and, and change the heart and change the mind? Because there's a time for that and we believe it's today. Amen. So this, this you know, everybody, everybody knows that there's a power out there stronger than self. Uh, and it is God, and I believe it's time to bow to him today. Amen? Amen. Turn with me. So we're talking about this, and uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 3 is where the message comes from. So in the, in the last service, I had a lot of hippies, and I asked them, I said, is, isn't this the song that the birds sing to every season? To, say it with me, to every season. To, don't do that anymore. You sound horrible. Uh, <laughs> but a lot of songs from the 70s are from the Bible. And, and i got to do this, and then I'll move on with my message, Tina. Listen. Uh, the Doobie Brothers. Do, 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 do. Uh, 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 and then he goes, uh. 
I got, I got to investigate this and find out. I thought, man, I was going to play it here, you know. And then the girls in the office are like, oh, we don't have, you can't play that. And then you, or, uh, Facebook will kick you off because you played some music and all this kind, all these different things. And I thought we had licenses for all this. I guess we don't. Uh, anyway, I'm t- trying to think of where I'm going with this. Um, so there's, there's, there's a season for everything. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Let, let's, let's pray for me in this message. So, uh, <laughs> Lord, we just pray for this message. In your holy name we pray, amen. So we're going to go through this. So you guys got seasons of life. Now is the time to let God come in and clean that heart and clean that mind. Amen. So we're going to read 18 verses here, chop it up, and uh, see what God does here. Uh, and also be mindful that the Lord's table is set. So do a little inventory there. I know everybody's perfect, but just go ahead and check anyways. For everything, there is a season. And a time for every matter under, under heaven. A time to be uh, born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to break down, and a time to build up, a time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, a time to dance, a time to cast away stones, and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace, a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek, and a time to lose, a time to keep, a time to cast away, a time to tear, and a time to sow. A time to keep silent and a time to speak. And I'll, I paused here, so I'll pause for you guys. Underline seven and your life will change. Underline seven and your life will change. I'll read it to you. Um, a time to tear, a time to sow, a time to keep silent, and a time to speak. And if you say amen, I'll go on. Just, just, there's, there's certain times when we just don't need to say anything. There's certain times when you just don't need to say anything. You just kind of look at that and Mickey and just go, you know what, man? I probably ought to not say anything on that right there. Because if I did, I'd probably go there. Amen? We, we don't. So the, the new person in the, in the new, you know, the new us doesn't need to reply to everything that comes on social media. You can look at it and just go, you know what, Troy? That's my stuff right there. And, and if I comment on it, it's going to get Western. If I comment on that, it, we are going to go there. So I wanted to highlight that. That's like in the center of the message here. A time to love, a time to hate, a time for war, a time for peace. Uh, what gain has the worker from his toil? I'm going to pause here for just a second. I promise we're going to come back and preach on this, but so this doesn't escape my uh, mind. Uh, I want to talk about the worker, and especially the American worker. It's things in the, in, the, in, the, in the human realm are starting to not make sense anymore, like big time, because, you know, me and Pastor Aaron, we, we was riding down south, and we're on Highway 44, and, and, uh, and uh, we was gone for like three days, and we're doing some rodeo things, and this kind of thing. You drive down that highway and you see gas has over doubled since last year. The same it's same gas stations. And they and they went up forty cents. They went up forty cents a gallon in three days. So and so something, you know, we we're, we're it's not a finger pointing thing here. That's not what this is about. This is a human thing. Somewhere along the line, we have to agree. That a gallon of diesel isn't worth four dollars and sixty-five cents. It's just, it's just not worth that. It, it's just not worth that. I was 
and I want to say this before I forget about this. So I got a buddy that went to Texas, and he was roping down in the Patriot, and he called me from down there. He says, a hamburger down here is $12, and a soda is 5 Just keep your, keep your eyes on that. You and I all know a hamburger is not worth $12. Take a drink of your coffee real quick. So we're, we're all rational things. So the laws of nature tell us that I can't pay $12 for a hamburger. Somewhere along the line, we're going to have to ask God to come in here and straight, there's a time for everything, and we believe it's right now that we ask God to come here and start making some sense out of this whole thing. We need something new here. A soda's not worth $5. So we got to just draw the line and go, you know what? It's not worth that much money. And then you all get notices from the bank. Oh, your house is worth another $100,000 overnight. Look at me for a second. It's called inflation. It's not really worth that much. So we know that. We, we know these things. We're smart people. God's given us a wonderful computer here. It's called a brain. And it's time for God's people to use it. Can I get a witness? Amen. Amen. I had to get that done. So let's get back to this. I've seen the business that God has given to the children of man to be busy to be busy with he has made everything beautiful in its time also he's put eternity into man's heart yet so that he cannot find out what God has done from the beginning to the end I perceive that there is nothing better for them than to be joyful and to do good as long as they live also that everyone should eat drink and take pleasure in all his toil this is God's gift to man I pre- so what, what he's trying to say here is you, God didn't create you just so you could make more money so you could have more stuff. God wants you to be here to enjoy the things that he has made for you. Just, you know, and, and, the, and the money's just a bartering system. It don't matter how much you got. It hasn't fixed anything in America. It, it, hasn't, it, has, it hasn't fixed it. If anything, it's gotten worse. That's why we're asking God to come in and help us with, with, something, with something new. To do. It's time. There's a time for everything. There's a, there's a time for everything where you just go, you know what? Stop. We have to have God come in here and fix this. It's, it's just, it's, 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 you know, we, we can't sign off on that. And my buddy told me this. He said, it just don't pencil out right. It just doesn't, if you, simple math, if you get a piece of paper and you start going down the list, you got to go, you know what, that, that ain't right right there. We got to do something. So they have another antidote and they'll create a new car that will run off of air or something like this. Here's the deal, guys. It's always going to be for not if God's not included on it. 14, I perceive that whatever God does endures forever. Nothing can be added to it or nothing can be taken away from it. God has done it so that people so that people fear before him. That which is is already has been, and that which is to be already has been, and God seeks whatever he has been driven away. Moreover, I saw under the sun that in the place of justice, even that there was wickedness, and in the place of righteousness, even there was wickedness. And I said in my heart, God will judge the righteous and the wicked, For there is a time for every matter, for every work. I said in my heart, last verse, 
I said in my heart with regard to the children of man that God is testing them that they may see that themselves are but beasts. So, so what he's saying here is that obviously this, is, this could be taken two ways. But I believe that we're all going to return back to dust, whether it's animals or people. They all Everything is going to die. So here's the deal. You just have to make sure you know where you're going when you die. Amen? So if you're born twice, you'll only die one time. But if you're only born once, you'll die twice. The second death is the eternal lake of fire. I want to make sure you get that before you turn the show off. Um, so let's go back into uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and start in, verse, start in verse 2. So we know that there's a season for everything. So we're thinking about these things and we're thinking about the leaves that fall off the trees. Let's just talk about leaves. Say leaves because they're dang everywhere. And, and I'm just like, you know, I'm kind of like, you ever start like doing a honey-do list and it kind of keeps getting bigger? So I'm fixing this and I'm like, Superman, I'm fixing this and putting batteries in and I'm washing cars. Oh, yeah, man. Points on the list. And, and I didn't, I was too lazy to actually walk down and get a big backpack blower. So I went up and did like the garage version, you know, the electric, ooh, one of the, they don't work real good, but I'll go ahead with it. Because while the garage door is open, the leaves blow in. And that's a sin in itself. I don't care who you are. And they get caught in the corner, you know, and you're blowing them and this and that. And, it, and like there's a gallon jug antifreeze here. I got to say this and I'll get back to preaching. And I like kick the jug, you know, and like get it out of the way. And then it hits the laser that opens the thing and it's off and everything. And it's just turned. I'm going, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm doing this is what I'm doing. And I'm blowing them. And then when I'm blowing, I'm trying to time. Can I get back to the garage door and hit it and shut it before more blow in? Amen, and you can see this is a problem. So I blew it twice. Say twice. Oh, and I'm like, I hope that garage door works, and I didn't knock the laser over with the antifreeze jug. Blow it, slam it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, victory in Jesus. There's a time for everything, even the silly stuff. Amen? So the, the leaves have to fall. Because you want new green trees, right? Amen? And, and tell me about your dog shedding. Say that, my dog's shedding. He's getting rid of his winter coat so he can have his new coat for spring. So don't try to paste it back on your dog. Isn't God, God thinks of everything. So when, so watch this now. So, so in the wintertime, your horses and your dogs will have what we call a winter coat. So they don't get cold. So you don't have to put a heater in their wherever. Amen. God has, God has made uh, everything perfect. A time to born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to break down, and a time to build up. So what I'm saying today is I believe it's time for the church to be built up. I'm t I believe it's time for the church to be built up. I think, I think, I think the enemy has tried to break us down. He's tried to break us down, and uh, and we've been resilient, and we've uh, and we stood the test of time. And I believe now that God is building His church back up. I mean, you can see that. If people are excited, and and then we're going to get into this: a time to weep and a time to laugh. Hey, here's the deal: we don't have to cry forever. There's a time to cry, but there's also a time to laugh. And laughter's good medicine. I, I didn't tell this story. 
I got to tell this story because it's the funniest thing in the whole wide world. It's just this, this is crazy funny. So we're sitting there, we're down at my buddy's, and he's got a new little baby, and she's only like four months, and so enable for him to rope a little bit, he's got to put the baby in a uh, um, what is it, playpen. And playpens aren't like they used to be. The metal ones with like the webbing on it, like they'd, they'd hold livestock inside there. These are like plastic and a little flimsy, and you gotta you got to kind of pop them. Girls know how to do it, so... This is a true story. Don't tell anybody. They may be watching from Highlandville. We couldn't get this playpen set up. So Pastor Aaron was on this side. I was on this side. And Logan was over here. And I mean, we're, I knew I couldn't snap it, but I thought I could, if I couldn't like lock it, I could probably break it and put it back together or something like this. And we called his wife at work and we put her on FaceTime and go, how do you do it? She goes, you guys are doing it totally wrong. Don't push that button. And we were pushing the button, you know. So, so what I'm getting at is there's a time, guys, to call your wife and go, how do you do this? Three guys. I mean, it would have won the $10,000 video if you. And Pastor Aaron was a ringleader on that dang deal. And there's time, I get one more, I promise, and I'll get back to preaching. You'll like this one. Richard heard this one. There's a time to get stronger glasses, too. I use the 1.0s, and I refuse to, like, go up, and I'm going to have to. So we got this remote in our, in our trailer that I'm turning the TV on, but I don't know what to, button to hit because I can't see it. And I'm already up on the top bunk on the gooseneck up there. And when you're up there, you're like, man, I don't want to get down. You'll try anything not to get down. And Pastor Aaron's laying down here in this bunk down here. He's up there looking at me going, oh, man, I hope I never get that old. But anyways. <laughs> so, I, Tony, I'm going to outsmart. Well, I'm not even going to ask him. The last thing a guy wants to do is ask another guy to help him put the CD in. I'm like, I'm not doing it. I'm not even gonna, and I can't read that. I'm pushing every button, Kenny, known to man. And I go, I know my phone's up here with me. I'm going to take a picture of the remote. <laughs> but I, I, I still couldn't get it to work. And he's like, do you want me to do it? You know, and he's. So there's a time to ask for help as well. And God's people said amen. amen. So applaud Pastor Aaron for being helpful. No, oh, he gets all the credit. So what? So it's, it's okay to laugh at church, right? Or we just all gather and we just we can't tell funny stories or cry and all that. No, that ain't, that ain't what being a Christian is all about. Being a Christian is about being authentic and going, you know what, man, sometimes I need some help. And I, and I want to I I be real and authentic and go, you know what, man, I need some help. Can you, you know, can you read the, you know, and it's amazing that you used to have eyesight where you could actually see that. And I'm thinking to myself, Berger, I go, who makes things this small? <laughs> going, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. No one can read this remote. And Aaron's like, I can. Oh, show off. Oh, yeah. Your kid's just rolling right up in there. Oh, I can read it. Oh, Grandpa, I can, oh, that's easy. Oh, 
La-dee-da. Oh, big deal. You can read a few things. Dude, I am out on that deal. So, uh, so a time to mourn, a time to dance. So what about uh, casting the stones away and a time to gather stones? A time to embrace, a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek and a time to lose, a time to keep, a time to cast away, a time to tear and a time to sow. And let's go back to this, a time to keep silent and a time to speak. So a lot of times when, when we're trying to get people to come to the Lord, we don't always need to be the loudest voice in the room. Remember, your, your grandma probably didn't say a whole lot. She just, wasn't she like the loving person who just goes, you know what, man? You know, I'm just glad that you're here. And, and, and she, she showed that she loved you by the way she cooked and by the way she hugged you. And I just remember my grandma ranking. Do you remember the, the hug of a grandma and how good that felt or a surrogate grandma or something? Terry, it's something very special. I think it's something everybody needs, don't you? I think, I think everybody could use some encouragement today. Um, and time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. And you said, well, I didn't know, you know, that God had the capacity to hate. Yeah, he hates sin. God hates sin. What is gained, what gain has the worker from his toil? Here's the deal, guys. It's time for God's people to Trust that the Lord's Spirit is leading us in the right direction. You're not here uh, by accident. I know some of you people are here today, and maybe this is your first time being here, and you go, uh, you know, I, I'm just going to come today, and then I'm like, I'm never coming again. Well, we'll see after the Lord's Spirit gets on you. Amen? I think there's a time when everybody ought to be at church, and, and whether you come back or not, it's between the conviction the Holy Spirit's put on your life. So he's put that in our heart, and we know that that itch can't be scratched by anything other than the, the love of God. And we try to fill it with all kinds of things and, and all this, and, and these man-made things are, are designed to, to fail. So let's, let's slide down to 16, and then we'll read to 18, and this will close this message out. And I'll ask the, uh, the praise team come up here for our altar call song. It says, moreover, I saw under the sun that in the place of justice, even there was wickedness, and in the place of righteousness, even there was wickedness. So even in the midst, wherever we go, we know that there's wickedness out there, and we can identify it. It tells us in the laws of nature, back in Romans chapter 1, verse 20, he said, you can look at this and see that this is evil. And, and we know the difference between right and wrong, regardless of what the world says. And some people call it, oh, well, that's not really because they're afraid they're going to hurt somebody's feelings. Here's the deal. We know the difference between right and wrong, and you raise your kids that way. And you got the trinkets on you. I've told you, you got them on the table, and Grandma's got them over here. And you tell little baby once they start walking, don't touch Grandma's figurines over there. What do they do? They're going over there. And what do they do once they go over there and get ready to grab them? They turn around and look. Don't you, don't you touch that TV. You know what, hey, church, you know what's wicked out there. Quit playing games. Kids with their hands behind you. What's behind your back? You got a cookie in one of them hands, Patrick? No. Yeah, you do. God, God calls that wickedness. 
we know the difference between right and wrong, and I think it's time that we start living like that, don't you? And, and calling things what they are. And not being mean, but just let's be honest about, about what God's trying to do in our life. Verse 17, I'll ask you to rise as I read these last two. There's just two left, and you, Jack, you can bring the house lights down. So it's about spring cleaning for your heart and your mind. So if you just kind of touch your head again and just your, just your heart here, just right here where your soul lives. Listen to this. I said in my heart, God will judge the righteous and the wicked. So here's the deal. The only one that's able to judge you is God alone. It ain't anybody's job to judge you. Quit judging people. It ain't your job to go over and judge everybody. Let God do that. We got enough problems in this world. And we got to tell the truth. Don't get me wrong, Pastor Mark, but, but you ain't going to go around and judging everybody all the time. Don't you get tired of that every time you go somewhere, somebody pointing something out in your life? I was, uh, you know, sometimes people do that, and you're just like, man, who the heck are you? Matter of fact, you might want to back up a couple of steps. Nobody likes that when somebody's being a righteous, self-righteous chef. Just, oh, yeah, looking down their nose at people. Well, who the heck are you? I said in my heart, God will judge the righteous and the wicked, for there is a time for every matter and a time for every work. I said in my heart with regard to the children of man that God is testing them, that they may see that themselves are but beasts. So, like I said before, I just believe that this is where we find out that we all end up going back to dust, back into uh, the ground, if you will. The, the beast of the field and the, and the people. I'm going to ask you this question here before we get ready to partake in the Lord's Supper. Do you know where you're going to go when you die? Just it's a simple question. And if you don't have an answer for it, maybe it's time that you, you, you turn your life and you become this new creature in Christ. You say, well, Pastor Pat, what does that get me? Well, it gets you a, a, a new nature, first thing. That, you, that your behavior has changed. The, the new person is downloaded in you through the power of the Holy Spirit. You don't, you, don't, you don't get excited about the bad jokes anymore and the TV stations and all that. My nature is new. I don't, use, I don't do what I used to do. I got rid of that person. Or if you haven't got rid of that person, get rid of him today. Just to, right where you're at, just raise your hand and go, you know what, man? I need to get rid of that dude. Just be honest. We did this at the other service. I need to get rid of this guy. He's the guy that, that you still uses profanity and he still laughs at the jokes, and he still looks at things he shouldn't look at. Just You just got to go, you know what, man, I, I'm getting rid of that dude, man. For real, I'm getting rid of him. Did I tell you I was an ambassador for Christ? I represent the heavenly kingdom, and so do you. And when I was at the other service, I don't know if you know this, but Brother Tim, who's the vice president of the uh, Travelers and and, and Brother Brad was in here in the service, and he's the president. They're ambassadors for the Travelers for Jesus that have Bible will travel. But before, before he became president, I interviewed him. 
And I said, if you're going to run around with the, with the tag of president on your, on your vest, you're going to have to follow this book, I, I, the Bible. If you're going to run around with the patch and be an ambassador for Christ, you have to back it up with the way you act. Well, I'm, you probably go, man, I'm glad I'm not the president. Here's the deal. As a Christian, you have the seal of the Holy Spirit on you. You're an ambassador for the company, whether you know it or not. Church-going person. And trust me, I had this discussion this weekend with the people thinking they can go out and just live however they want being a Christian. Well, we'll just go ahead and do it anyways. Well, go ahead, but you'll be under the judgment of God. So I want to pray for you before we get ready for the Lord's Supper today. And then I'm, I'm going to ask you again, if, if God needs to do some spiritual cleansing in your, in your heart and in your mind, I would just want to pray for you. I want to pray for you first, and then I'm going I'm to lead somebody to the Lord today, I believe. Man, that's a, that's a tough, this is a tough prayer. Let me pray. Lord, I just pray for the, the minds of the believers that are here. I pray for their hearts that they're cleansed. They're, there's some people in here that's got some unforgiveness probably in their heart, maybe even. I don't know who they are. But, Lord God, I was reminded by the, that spirit of unforgiveness. It's like drinking poison every day and hoping someone else would die. Is that eating you up right now? Is it, is it getting to you? You're going to have to let it go, church. And let the new man well up inside of you. Let him, let him cleanse your mind and let him, let him cleanse your heart. Would you, would you come down here so I can pray for you, the honest people come down? I see you back there, brother. Sister, come on back here. I just want to pray for you. Pray for you. Getting ready for the Lord's table. And so here's how I approach the, the Lord's table when I'm getting ready for the Lord's table. I say, God's... Search my heart and find out if there's anything offensive to you in there. And then I want you to fix it because I want to partake in the Lord's table with clean hands and a pure heart. So we want the, we want the new man to well up inside of us. We've got to move past from this, guys, in the spring of 2022. Haven't you been inside uh, long enough, been bottled up with things long enough? Can't you turn it over to God today? All of it. And let's pray for that person one more time who's not born again right now. So, Father God, with the sound of my voice and maybe this sanctuary or the sanctuary that's out there by somebody's bed or hospital bed or maybe in their truck or on their bike today, Lord God, we pray that they come to know you as Lord and Savior. And, Lord God, as we get ready for the, the Lord's Supper today, we're reminded of the price that you paid at Calvary for our freedom. So we're excited about that today, Father God. So help us actually live out what your Bible says about us being new creatures in Christ. That they actually see that we're new creatures. As we give you the glory, Lord God, and we thank you for the, the Lord's Supper. And we pray all this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. And God's people said amen.